I'm Tyler Smith. And I'm Jenny Smith. And this is Worth Playing For, the Survivor podcast. What, what What's going on over there? That little blip means it got my... <clears throat> oh, that, I'll cut that out. It's fine. <laughs> Listeners, behind the curtain, people love that, I guess. I don't know. Anyway. Um, okay. So, an interesting episode. Oh, we, man. We laughed a lot and had other reactions as well, which I won't get into. But the... Yet, anyway? Should I? Oh. Yeah. Okay, all right. I will and I, I will when we get there. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you know, an idol was found. There was a lot of uh, back and forth and shifting loyalties, like it was Survivor at its, at its most Survivor-ish. Um, there was a good challenge. Good material. Yeah, it was just a good all-around episode. This season is shaping up to be pretty good. I told you. Yeah, I mean, I know I always... But here, here's the thing, is that, you know, last season, things were interesting, but there were a lot of people that I just didn't like spending time with. Sure. And even the people that I'm rooting against this time are not people that are unpleasant to be around. I'm not rooting... Like, I'm, I'm rooting against Taylor and Figgy, but they're not bad people. They're not, right. you know, they're not... Uh, Scott, you know, from the NBA last time, yeah, you know, that was rough. Yeah. So this, I'm sure that there will be some confrontations and it will be uncomfortable, but I, I, I'm, I'm pretty much on board with, with everybody on this season. Dave has got to go. Oh, I disagree. No, he's not gonna. This sucks. Mm, I disagree. I do think that, uh, I mean, obviously like as far as challenges and stuff, he's not very good, but at the same time, like I think he recognized... Okay, we'll start with that. Yeah. So it's him and Ken? Yep. Okay. I like that Dave recognized that, okay, uh, yes, I started fire. I'm going to need an idol anyway, just in case. And I will find a, a, a cover. And sure. so he said, I'm going to go get these rocks. Found himself an idol. And then he found, or he at least recognized a natural ally in Ken. And if you have one person uh, on your side, that can sometimes be enough. And so he showed him the idol. And I think he recognized that Ken is a fairly loyal guy, which is the vibe I get as well. Ken is fascinating to me. Why is that? Because he is good looking. He looks like he would, he could play the game like Taylor, you know? Yeah, but I think, and yet he has the social disposition of somebody like Dave. Well, because he has I think this he, weird dichotomy. Didn't he? Didn't he say that when he was younger, he had a speech impediment yeah. and it just kept him from connecting with people? Yeah. Um, and it's entirely possible that the reason he is good looking is because he's like, well, in the same way that people who aren't very good looking will sometimes have to develop a uh, you dynamic can develop person. good lookingness. You can develop a nice body, and you can really work hard and. You know, to, to compensate for, for other things. And it is interesting that... Stanley given, Tucci could be ripped, but he's still Stanley Tucci. Well, I recognize that, but it's just... <laughs> you also, you know, he can clearly recognize that, okay, so there's something here that I can capitalize on. Um, Stanley Tucci is surprisingly ripped, actually. <laughs> exactly. Um, That's why I pulled that example. Yeah. Um, so I think... Like, there's nothing Dave can set out to do... To look more like Ken, he could look. He could look more, more like, like him from the neck down. 
But here's the thing is when it comes right down to it, Ken could have for a while, at least as far as his body goes, could have looked like Dave and then realized, okay, well, I got to, I need to do something here. Uh, At any rate, a good looking guy who's socially awkward is a a very strange combination. It really is because he's not putting himself out there as, as a leader. And I thought he might, he reminds me, he reminded me in some ways of uh, Nick from was that brains bronze and beauty that was oh that was last season yeah yeah yeah. um they look similar yeah and nick was a little bit awkward but he definitely had a high opinion of himself and i don't think arrogant i don't think ken does no but he appeared that way last episode when he just straight out of the gate was like i've lived as a nomad Mm -hmm. in hawaii just listen to me with did, regards to building a shelter. Did he say that to other people or did he say that in a confessional? Uh, no, he said that to the group. Okay. Yeah. It's, and that's the it thing is like they had barely climbed up the hill and he was like, now look. Yeah. That, that did strike me as a little strange, but I guess when you think about it, the impulse to say that is a socially awkward impulse. Exactly. Um, that's true. It's, I think it's less about listen to me as your leader and more I'm helpful. I'm useful, but it could go socially awkward. I'm really arrogant. Just listen to me. Sure. Or socially awkward. Hey, I know what I'm doing guys. Yeah. Just be my friend, please. Yay. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm very interested to see what happens with Ken. I feel like he could go pretty far. And I think he and Dave, like the first thing I thought was, uh, was, uh, JT and Steven, mm-hmm. um, they have an idol that That's nobody true. knows about. Mm-hmm. They themselves, Dave is harmless. Like I think people see him as harmless. They call him a puppy dog. Exactly. Um, and I think they see him as disposable, but with Ken uh, at his side and with an idol, I think they're both going to do very well. Are they going to tell Ken the plan though? So that you know, Dave and Ken can blindside someone because that's the only way a two person alliance is going to work against seven other people. Right. But I think it's one of those things that they will look at the people that are on the outs uh, and slowly but surely bring them in. They can't be the only two. Right. Someone is third to the bottom on the totem pole. Right. Like if you bring in two other people and then you use the idol strategically, then you're, you, you can be in good shape. Um, but also, you know, there's probably going to be a a tribe swap coming up. Um, I don't, I I don't think it's next season. I think, uh, sorry, I don't think it's next week. I think next week it's like one person goes over or something like that. Um, they're still completely even. It's only two weeks in. Yeah. But probably in, switch it up. Probably in like two or three weeks, they probably will. Um, and then, you know, and then everything will change and it'll know. be exciting. If they, stay, if they stay even, maybe it'll wait a little longer. Maybe. I'm trying to think, when, when have they not had a tribe swap? They didn't have it with Heroes Villains. I guess, like, if the dynamic is already really good, which I think it is right now, um, they the have no reason to do that. The longer they don't swap, the longer they can keep up this ridiculousness of Gen X versus Millennials. It is shoehorned into every confessional. It's super irritating to me. Yeah. Which, and, and you can just tell that the producer yes. is saying, so, Hey, as a millennial or whatever. Exactly. Um, but yeah. And so, uh, so I'm, I, I certainly don't, it's not that I'm necessarily rooting for Dave, but I, 
I'm, I'm more interested to see what happens with him and Ken. I think he's in a, in a surprisingly good position. Um, and I, and I was genuinely just happy for him that he was able to make fire where, you know, Paul could not. Yeah. Um, I guess I just kind of root for an underdog and Dave is an underdog. He's a, he's an under puppy actually. He's just so annoying. That's weird. I don't find him that annoying. Oh my gosh. I can't handle his confessionals. I just want to fast forward. Hmm. Yeah, we have very different takes on Dave. I feel bad for him. I sure. see I see I feel, a lot of I feel bad for him, but I don't want to watch him on TV. I see a lot of me in him. And so, you know, I just realize that like, oh yeah, that's probably how I would be if I were on uh Survivor. No, what you're so you Zeke. Would, Zeke? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I yeah. don't know. You're Zeke, I'm Michaela. That's interesting. Do you know why that's interesting? Why? Spoilers. Because <laughs> they're the two that come back. Shut up. Really? Yeah. yeah. Go Team Smith. So uh, that was a high five, everyone. Yeah, it was. It's um, a solid one. That was not uh, added later. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and then uh, I guess we can move into... Paul's. Damn, that is spoilers. Now I know they make it far enough to actually like leave an impression. Honestly, I well, but that's the thing is, you know, I, I had the thought of like, well, what if Michaela went home today? Th- these two episodes, or this one especially, it was enough to make an impression. You know, when you think about like Francesca like, was brought is back. Is Mari going to bring be brought back though? I don't think so, which no. bums me out because I think she would have been. She would have been. She would have been good. Cool. Um, I'm bummed about that. I know I'm jumping to the end, but I'm. I'm bummed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like people that go out second or third don't no. usually come back. You know, I think I think only Francesca is, I think she's the only person that was out first to be brought back. Exactly. And obviously they just need to keep bringing her back. <laughs> I don't know if she'll agree again. If she gets brought back, literally everyone on her tribe is like who wants to go three for three let's do it actually now that you bring her up this is what i think they should do okay is figure out who is friends with whom in real life and bring them back as a tribe like she and eliza are tight Mm -hmm. in real life they are buddies and so bring them back yeah like find out who else in new york they're pals with well they're they're pals with reed like like i got to meet them it was really fun. You could do blood versus water, but it's all like survivor friendships. Yes. That would be neat because it's all people that are, it's like, oh, this is my close friend. We are survivor players first, you know? Exactly. So there'd be a level of loyalty, but it's the loyalty on the, on the so part of. So it's all return players, but they really bring social media into it too, because yeah. they can prove their relationships over social media. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Why don't they let us program seasons yeah. instead of this dumb Gen X millennium thing? Uh, so we should move into uh, Paul's situation. Yeah. Uh, and I will mention that uh, you had talked about as they were starting to show Paul experiencing trouble, um, we were seeing uh, David and Ken talking about Paul and it cut back and forth and you commented on the editing as being particularly uh, interesting in that moment. Well, it's cut back to even further with them talking about like, it's going to be a fight and Paul is literally like throwing punches yeah, into the air. Yeah. yeah. That's r- really 
how do they get him? Did they get him to do that? I'd say no. He seems like the type to show to say, hey, everyone, look how tough I am or something like that. I don't know. I just know insight. Well, the producers didn't get him to do that. But Reed was like, they asked me for days to do like a dance move. And then I knew they would show it on the show. So I didn't want to do it and appear, you know, like I, I knew it wasn't going to be cut together well. So, so I avoided it. And then he finally did it. And then it was a random tidbit in his episode, you know? So I wonder if it was something similar, but it's not as if the producers asked him to do it. The dance move. So I feel like if you or I were on survivor, like, I don't think there's anything I do in life that the producers like, let's have him do that. You know, I can guarantee you Aubrey doesn't dance around like that in real life, but they show it. <laughs> I love that. I, that's one of my favorite things about oh. her is it's just this, that little cut of her dancing and yeah. smiling like a goof. Yeah. Um, I want a meme of that or a gif. Uh, there's gotta be one out there, oh, right? Please somebody make a gif of that and send it to us. So, uh, so yeah, there's a nice, uh, cross cutting anyway, there that I, that I like great editing, like literally as he's going down, they're like, we got to yeah. take him out. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so, okay. All right. So if we're, I wasn't planning on going into this, but, uh, sidetracking a little bit folks. So as we were seeing, uh, Paul's hands shake and him being genuinely frightened of what was going on and you know, a producer stepping in and that, that part was crazy. Normally the other castaways say, Hey, we need medical. Right. And maybe they just cut that part out, but I don't think so. I think the producer was like, you guys, you need a backup. I wonder if perhaps that happens every time, but for the last couple of seasons, ah. there's this element of like, it adds a rawness to mm. the show that you feel like, you know, oh my gosh, the like this it's must so be, bad. Yeah, maybe there, maybe there's always the producer that says, "Hey, everyone, we need to stop for a moment." Like I really compared it to when um, Boston Rob went down because mm-hmm. I think it's a very similar situation. Yeah, at camp, it wasn't in a challenge, right? And he just went down, yeah. and then they cut around it to make it look like you know Jerry was saying, "Hey, we need somebody" or something right. like that. But I think now, honestly. After last season, yeah. where you saw, you know, all hands on deck and that was the crazy, viewers though. really responded to that mm-hmm. as like an emotional thing. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I feel like the, the, the makers of the show are like, OK, this is a thing we can do from time to time. Yeah. Um, I hope they don't do it too often, honestly. And that's also a theory. We don't know. Right. Um, they could have for real been like, you guys, he's not just tired. Right. We need you to back up. So. Uh, yeah, so it was, uh, it was definitely set up last week that, uh, mm-hmm. someone was going to have a heart attack and, uh, everybody seemed to think that's what it could be. Um, and so, uh, much to my surprise, um, even knowing that this is what was going to happen, uh, I had, uh, an emotional response to it, uh, for listeners that don't know. And I have to assume a good number of them do because they listen, maybe listen to my other shows, but, uh, my father passed away 14 years ago of a heart attack and, you know, it's, uh, at the age of 50, at the age of 50, which is right around the same. Yep. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, seeing that, and I've seen characters have heart attacks in movies and stuff, but that's not real. And so to see this and to see Paul's fear, even 
as he's surrounded by people and is in quite possibly the safest situation you can be in short of having one in a hospital, which is to say people can step in at any moment, you know. But it wasn't a moment. They were like, Dr. Joe is coming. Right. But he's not here yet. I think right. that interim period would freak me out. Right. You're in the middle of nowhere with a bunch of strangers. Yeah. And, but nonetheless, when you, when you say help, people hear you. Um, sure. And my, my own father did not die in a situation like that. He was all alone, uh, at, on the, was found in the floor of our garage. Uh, so who knows what would, what was happening there. But, uh, so, uh, I had a bit of a reaction to that and just kind of imagining how scary it must've been for my father and that sort of thing. And so, uh, boy, I was not expecting to have that reaction. Uh, and I wound up being very happy for Paul that not only was it, I mean, my first thought is like, well, no matter what, he's out of the game, right? Yeah. Um, and so not only was it, uh, not a heart attack, but it was, uh, just kind of a standard uh, hit of, like you said with Boston Rob, dehydrated, working a bit too hard, right. overheated, right. Um, and that he could get back into the game. And it was just a... That's a key element, right? Like his heart rate went back up. He was yeah. able to recover in a, you know, a, yeah. a short amount of time. Whereas Russell, yeah, I think it was the same, roughly yeah. the same kind Russell of situation. Russell Swan, not Russell. Exactly. Um, I think what... what I reacted to most in this situation is that Paul was still verbal. He was still able to communicate with Caleb last year or with Russell. They were just out out, unconscious. So it's, it's harder as a viewer to panic for them because there aren't any words exchanged, you know, but when you hear someone say, I'm just really scared, that's really hard to watch. Yeah. And you know, that's the thing is with, with something like a heart attack, like mm-hmm. a person is, can be conscious throughout it exactly. and be communicating that like, Oh my, you know, and we said like my hands are numb. It's like, Oh, that's probably not, that's probably not good. So, um, so I'm very happy that he, that he made it uh, through and that he's still in the game just because for, for a few reasons. One is that I know this sounds crappy, but when you are over 50 mm-hmm. and admittedly he's not far over 50 but when you're over 50 the odds of you getting medevaced are are, they just go up and it's just kind of to the point where when you see that when you see somebody that is that is older my first thought is all right well one way or another they're not long for the game that's not always true but it is true a lot of the time um either people are going to vote them out because they're the slowest and the weakest or they're going to get hurt or something's going to be wrong. Bob. I said it's not always true. Tina. Uh, which Was she time? over 50 at the time? Her first time? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, but yeah, no, it's not, it's not always true. <laughs> I still don't know how old Sandra is. I assume she's in her <laughs> 40s now, right? So let's uh, move into the challenge. Okay. Um, because in my mind, when I'm thinking of like the, the story of Paul's, uh, uh, emergency. Okay. The, the, the capper on that is how well he did at the challenge. Okay. We're going to skip the making out and talk about that later. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Let's, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll We'll come back to that. Challenge and then the other tribe. We'll just talk about millennials. Okay. Um, 
So uh, it was a good challenge. It was it was way out there. Interesting. I like that. It's man, Survivor is the best camera work ever. Yeah. I it's mean, I'm, unlike other reality shows, it's just really good. Yeah, I don't know how the Emmys work, and I don't know if they have an Emmy for like reality show hmm. cinematography. I could see them having a whole other category of Emmys too that they don't air. Yeah, like, like the technical the, Emmys and mm-hmm, stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess that is possible. Um, you could Google but it, but if that's if that's the case, Survivor should win every year, right? I don't know. They do big sweeping things over, you know, like The Bachelor, but you're not out in Fiji, and they don't have to go like. You know, underwater and then back up, uh, back out of the water. Yeah, that introduction like that. to the challenge with the guy diving in was like the best yeah. shot ever. And it's just such a, you know, Survivor is such a great argument for, you know, an a- having an HD TV. Yeah. Um, because it just well, looks so beautiful. <laughs> Probably a number of people. I don't know. My 90 and 92 year old grandparents do. Well, maybe. Uh, People who are less fortunate, who are nonetheless able to listen to this podcast, in which case... Buy a little one. Buy a little one? Yes. Um, I would like to see... I think we said this last year, uh, last week, but I don't think we said it uh, on the show that it would be neat to see Survivor in a movie theater. Mm. You know, every once in a while, there will be, uh, you know, there'll be like, oh, there's an event at the... Not necessarily at the Arclight, but at one of the local Los Angeles theaters. Um, that says we're going to watch an episode of like Sherlock was a big one or lost. Um, and I thought like, I I don't think survivor really has the, the pull, but at the same time, why not though? It has a huge, you know, watchership. What's it called? Viewership. Yeah. (laughs) I knew that was wrong. (laughs) Huge watchership. (laughs) So, uh, I don't know. I think that would be amazing to see, like, just think of those big sweeping, yeah. you know, colorful and shots. Maybe Cochran would show up. Well, he's in New York now oh. because he's writing on that show. Kevin can wait, Bummer. which I think is shot in New York. Good for him. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that uh, after the Millers was canceled that he uh, got yeah. a gig. Yeah. Um, Hopefully but, he sold uh, his car. New York's better for him. Sure. Um, he never drove around LA. He only took Ubers. It's a weird thing to, to know, but I guess that's fine. He put it out there on Rob's podcast. How, you know, yeah, well, not like stalking him and like Rob would show up. A number of people would, would show up or, yeah. or maybe so. Uh, but the challenge was fun because it was very, it was surprisingly even, um, shockingly even, especially considering they had to pick certain people to do the swimming and then certain yeah. people to do the diving and tossing. Yeah. That could have ended very poorly for either team. Yeah. The really the only, I guess, uh, I guess Mari was not great on the untying of knots and then David was not great at swimming. She stayed down for a while, but she still got, she did it, but there was a, she still got it. The people who don't do well with that sort of thing have to come up for another breath or CC came up and just gave up. Yeah. And CC did well elsewhere in the challenge, but like, yeah, shockingly well at tossing. Yeah. She got two out of the five and then Ken got the rest, I think. And so, um, but it was neat just because, you know, you have this image that, Oh, the swimmer, the best swimmers are going to be like, you know, these, Thin, these thin, nimble millennials. Meanwhile, Chris, 
yeah. was like a dolphin. And then Paul, Paul. did great as well. And yeah. I was just very happy for for uh, Gen X to win this one because this one, one was a particularly taxing one. Like it's not merely swimming, it's swimming in the ocean, which can be particularly That's what we rough. forget about, you know, it's blue and it's, you know, really crisp in those shots. And we think like, gosh, this looks like a pool. Yeah. But that salt water hits you, man. And you just can't swallow or breathe. Yeah. Oh, the ocean's disgusting. And so, so yeah, and it was really, it was really close. And I like that, you know, Gen X was ahead, then millennials were ahead right. and then Gen X. And then it was basically even, and it was just, I'm glad they won that, that Gen X won for a couple of reasons. One, I think that their story of going to tribal would have been really predictable. And I'm glad we got to avoid that. What for do you a think week. it would have been? Do we do Dave or Paul? Are they going to be able to blindside Paul right. or is it just going to be Dave? Right. Maybe they wouldn't have wanted to do Dave because they said we're just going to keep him in our pocket until it's a good time to get yeah. rid of him. It but would have been, well, Cece, I guess. They probably, probably. would have gone after Cece. Even um, more predictable. You know, it wouldn't have been yeah. that interesting. Also, keeping the tribes even. It's just more interesting. It's way more interesting. I mean, I talk to so many people who just say the beginning of Survivor is just a slog to wait through until it gets interesting. Yeah. And this hasn't been a slog so far. It's been really yeah. entertaining. And if you go back to season 21, Nicaragua, where it was old versus young and just old got decimated. Right. And it's just like, all right, this is not that interesting. I already you know? forget anyone who was on that season. Uh, well, Fabio won. Oh, that was also, long ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, and so I like that. And I guess that's the key is that, yes, I guess it is older versus younger, but, you know, the oldest guy is 51. And as we saw, he's fine. Right. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it was a fun challenge. I really enjoyed it. Uh, as you know, a as I know about you, like you're not a big fan of two of one challenge for two things where it was for reward and... Normally I'm not, but these confessionals this week were so good that it kept me entertained throughout the whole episode. Yeah. I don't need to see more challenges if people are hilarious, which they were throughout. Yeah, I think they... I think the, the producers realize, like, we have a really, really good cast. Yes. And they're just going to keep giving us stuff. And if we do a challenge, as fun as those can be, it's not going to be as fun as the dynamics. Crazy good material. Um, so let's actually jump back in time yeah. a little bit and we'll go back to the, uh, millennia, millennial tribe, the millennial makeout, the Mackin, the Mackin, as they say, I, I remember that term from like when I was a, a kid, I didn't know it was back. <laughs> oh um, gosh, you know. Tyler. So like, I remember that, that in, old. I remember that in like middle school, you know, and we did not say that in middle school. Uh, yeah, no, well, first off, Minnesota is very different uh, as far as terms that are used. No, you're not going to bring this up. I'm not going to go all the way down that. <laughs> I was just going to say that like at my middle school in uh, Denver, uh, like macking on somebody or whatever uh, was a, a term that was used. Yeah, but it wasn't used in any sort of seriousness. It was like in a hippie Taylor kind of way, right? Like I was macking on her, bro. It was, I mean... Oh, I guess what's the difference? It's the term he used and he used yeah, it for real. Yeah, but nobody's real. like, dude, I got to Mac oh, on no. that girl last night. It was awesome in a way that people would say like, I got to make out with somebody. Right. No, it, it wasn't quite uh, like that. It was yeah. used like, 
It was a term that there there was always an assumed high five whenever you use the term Mac. Um, But yeah, uh, and then what did, as far as other terms, what salty? uh, Mari (laughs) says salty. So millennial. And I remember being like, ugh. uh, Only a millennial would say that on her way out. I know one way to describe salty, which is not merely the taste, but like, uh, like a, like, uh, if you describe a person as salty, it often means that they're very raw there. There's a ruggedness to them. And they're just like, I remember, I think it's like, if you get a cut, if you put salt in it, it's salty, it would sting and it, and it hurts more. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's that. I don't like know. Shady, uh, listeners that are millennials explain salty. Oh my gosh. We're so old. Yeah. But we're just perpetually going to be in the middle of these two tribes. Yeah. But that's all right. Um, so, yeah, Taylor and Figgy. Yep. Tails and Figgy. Yeah. Um, Tails and Figs. Are just uh, just making out right and left. And Michaela eventually said what I was thinking, which was <laughs> just that must taste so horrible. Would like, you make out with me after five days of no cleanliness on either part? Not I don't that, make but out with highly... you if you have onions like eight hours but ago. But I wouldn't have had onions. That's there true. There are no onions out there, my friend. No, only the bacteria in your mouth that is just building up and building up. It's just constant morning breath. Are you kidding me? Come on. No, thank you. What if you gargle with salt water? Then it's salt water. And people, <laughs> there's a reason people don't drink it. Well, a few. But, uh, you know, it's not a pleasant taste. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, I guess, you know, any port in a storm, but at the same time, like, <laughs> like how on. much must you want to make out to have to make out under right. those circumstances? Yuck. Yeah. But, uh, but like Parvati said once, if everybody stinks so bad, you just don't really notice anymore because everyone smells. Ah, it's not like you're clean and a really poor smelling guy walks past you and you get a big whiff. No, I totally get that. But at the same time, you don't necessarily have to taste everybody. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, smell is bad enough. At least I'm not getting my taste buds involved. Oh, wait, here we go. And so they're one and the same, though. What? Maybe they're non tasters. Sure. <laughs> oh. One more thing they have in common. Hey, we're attractive, kind of dumb non-tasters. Um, do we think... Uh, hang on. I just are, made an assertion. Yeah. Are they dumb? I don't think that they are dumb people. I think that they have been blindsided by love or lust, attraction. Sure. The thrill of it. I think it... Yeah, I think it's that. And I think they're... I think Jay said it really well. Like, you have to put your survivor hat on and yeah. what your your behavior is not conducive to this game. This makes no sense. Yeah. I'm... I'm, I'm on board with Jay, like, in general. Like, Hilarious. I don't like Taylor, but I think Jay is... As we said last week, I think he's genuinely smart. Like, yes, he might be, like, the attractive guy who's in with the attractive people. Sure. But I think he shows that, like, mm, if I literally cannot get make this alliance work, I'll jump ship, no problem. Sure. I think he keeps his options open. He put himself in a really good position, but I think he was even smarter to recognize hey, I need these two flaky, pretty people because they will be in my pocket as opposed to me being on 
the bottom of whatever other yeah. totem pole with Mari and Hannah is happening. Yeah. Or Mari and Adam, Zeke, those yeah. three were kind of the leaders of the other alliance. Yeah. And so I'm interested to see what he does. I, th- I feel like he, I think he could go far. He's, he's sort of like a, he seems like a Malcolm to me. Yeah. He's a very good in between. Yeah. Um, except that Malcolm is seen as just kind of this very genial guy and everyone's like, oh, his social game's great. Whereas Jay, I think could be from a, from a personality standpoint, actually a bit under the radar. Sure. Um, while Taylor's out there, Taylor and Figgy are going to get all the, they're a good shield actually. Yeah. Um, it's all about getting shields. Yeah. And I think he's, I think he has a couple of good ones. And the good thing about like, I think Michaela recognizes that, but she couldn't keep her mouth shut. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, that's the thing is whatever alliance they have, th- this group has, it's a shaky alliance at best, and it will fall apart within a week or two. I have to Completely. assume. Completely, the fact that you're trying to get Michaela to vote with Figgy is yeah. insanity. I mean, it worked, yeah. but like if you were able to get I, Hannah, which admittedly was not easy to do, but if you were able to get Hannah, you work on Hannah first. Totally. Why didn't Michelle just go to Hannah instead of? I don't know. I guess for the, the morale of camp, yeah. you know, like Jay said, we just, we need them to make up. And I guess there's this element of if you can use the truth, then you use it. And the truth was people said, let's get Figgy first and Michaela second. So it's like, all right. Did anyone say that out loud? Did I miss that? Yeah, that was said out loud. Oh, okay. Um, and so it's like, well, we can use well, this. And yeah. that way, if Michaela actually does confront them, then yeah, they could lie. But at the same time, like. I think she'd be able to tell. Probably. Uh, and so if you can use the truth, you use the truth. Um, Cause it's always a little easier. And so I think they saw an opportunity with Michaela, but then just her personality and Figgy just are not going to work not gonna well last. together. Not mm-hmm. at all. Which could be fun. Um, and by the way, I'm it's- absolutely more on board with Michaela than Figgy. Totally. She's hilarious, but she's not playing. I think she's playing an equally shaky game. She's not making out with anyone, but you, she said herself, my eyebrows, my eyes, my facial expression is going to say what I'm thinking, even if I don't say it out loud and that you got to zip it. Well, I will say this is not, you know, this is not necessarily the, the way to win a game. But Sandra was like that too on both of her seasons. Very open about what she, about what she's thinking and feeling. I mean, she would yell at uh, Johnny Fairplay, and then she would yell at Russell, and just. And the key was she had somebody less likable around. And yeah, she yelled at the most horrible, awful villains. But I think people that's are. That's not figs. It could be, and it's that's the thing. It's not her by herself. It's her and Taylor. She's not a villain, though. She's not a villain, but she's a threat. And as long as Michaela is arg- is yelling at a two-vote uh, party, I feel yeah. like uh, people are going to be on board with that. Um, but yeah, so, I don't think it's the same, but we'll see what happens. Not exactly. I think we, and I don't it's think there is a, well. I don't think there is a, a Johnny Fair player or Russell out no, there. No. You know, Mm-mm. that's um, what I'm saying. I don't think she's playing the smartest game possible. Yeah. I think they're playing two very different games. I don't think those two games gel and I don't think either one of them is a very strategic game. Yeah. As hilarious as Michaela is. Yeah. Um, 
and then Fi- Figgy just bothers me for for like reasons that just always that always will, which is like she's she really does seem to fit a certain stereotype, which is the attractive young woman who just like just smiles very easily, and there's a real haughtiness and a real arrogance there. She also plays dumb a lot. Does she play or- dumb? Yes. I can tell when a girl is doing that. What? You're talking about me? Huh? Ugh. I wasn't even listening. I was listening to this conversation over here. No. And that's the thing is, I feel like last episode she said, you know, I'm used to using my feminine wiles to like get men to do what I want. And I was like, I don't think that's a conscious choice on your part. Parvati, she'll use whatever she can. Uh... And this is one more thing she can use. I think Figgy, I think it's just who she is. I don't think it's a thing she can turn on and off. And I don't think it's as effective. Parvati can have every male and female in her pocket. Like, I I know I keep saying this in our podcast, but like meeting her in person is mind blowing. Everyone just wants to hang out with her. And you realize it's probably not the real her, but you don't care. You just want to be her bestie no matter what. Yeah. I do not want to be besties with figs. No, not at all. And I think, I think honestly, there's only one person that she actually has eating out of her hand, which is Taylor. Totally. So I guess maybe she could try to make out with everybody and, uh, and everyone will do what she wants, but, um, maybe they will be more endearing, like a second watch around, you know, like, did we feel this way about, um, Fabio? Hmm. It's like the, hey, bro, we are dreamers. We do things differently. But I think he was, he was like such a lovable dimwit and there was no, (laughs) or at least that's how he put himself out there. Yeah. And there was not an ounce of arrogance to him. No, that's true. I think that's the difference. We did feel this way about Reynolds and Eddie. I, I don't, I did feel in the previews that there was an arrogance to them. I didn't feel that though during the episode. I just felt like they were like, hey, bro, what's the big deal? We're just macking. I think that's the thing is there's just an assumption that people like them. Ah, uh, sure. That like, how could I alienate anybody? Oh, right. Right. You know, do you know Figgy this game or do you literally said like, what did I do? I'm just not even sure. Right. What I did to you, Michaela. You know, and the fact that Jay has to point out and Jay clearly knows the game. Like he made reference to people in the past. Um, right. But that he has to point out that like, yeah, these don't work. And I think one of the things that you laughed out was a confessional by Adam, where he talks about all the things that are going wrong. And then he's just yelling by the end. And he's like, a showman's is what's going to get you voted off, you know? So, um, and I enjoy Adam as well. He's not, uh, he's not like a big character, but I enjoy him. Not yet. Good um, confessionals though. But, uh, and actually I found out, um, just via Twitter and, and looking at, uh, Adam on, uh, Twitter that, um, so he runs uh, like a charity. Um, the okay. charity that he runs is a, is a cancer charity because his mother had died of cancer. Mm. So it's named after his mother mm. and he's the one that, that operates it. So I, that's very exciting. Wow. Um, that's his like whole a, job? Maybe, yeah. That's definitely how he right. identifies. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's uh, so good for him. Um, mm-hmm. Sad for him, but good for him. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I guess there's the craziness of the final Leads tribal. To the vote. Yeah, that was such a millennial tribal. 
it was a crazy tribal, but it was just little interjections here and there. Yeah. The funniest of which was <laughs> when Hannah is voting, not voting. And Jeff just sticks his head around the corner. Well, yeah, it's just like, because he starts to walk and you think like, what's he going to do? Is he going to like walk up to her and say, hey, hurry up. Yeah, I really thought he was going to be like, there's a time. Yeah. But the fact that all it translated out to was just him just like, like an old screwball comedy, like just poking his head around the corner. Man, that was a beautiful shot. There's that's, you know what? I was talking about the cinematography, the cinematography of like the big sweeping shots. That's all well and good. We're used to that, but knowing, and admittedly like the, the camera in the, in the, in the voting booth, like that doesn't move, Yeah. but they had to have known or they had to have told Jeff where he needs to stand for this to look this way. Yeah. You know, like it can't be, he can't be like standing, just standing out in front and like looking, he literally, his head (laughs) literally needs to appear from essentially out of frame and then come back. Like, it's just such a, it was such a delight. Um, It's very rare if non-existent that Jeff is delightful. Yeah. And that was pure joy. That was so great. Um, so, uh. So, yeah, it was a very strange tribal council. I find myself wondering, like, why Hannah wound up voting that way. I think I think she must trust Michelle and Will. Will? Yes. Yeah. But I think what it could be is, I think, because it was Jay and Michelle that were talking to her. Oh, it was Jay and Michelle that were. Yeah, Will no. was on the other side. But, okay, okay. But they got Will, too. Sure, sure. Um yeah. I wonder if maybe they had simply done a really good job uh, or, or convinced her that we have enough people. Yeah, yeah. Mari is going out. Yeah. So you can vote with the majority. Or you can vote against us and quite possibly be next. But if you vote with us, then you're with us, at least for a while. Um, I feel like it's probably that. Because when you see that only three pe- that it was three to seven, basically, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, that's... You know, if you're Adam or Zeke, you don't want to, you're in a bad place right now. It sucks to be voted out, but an even worse position is Adam and Zeke's right now. Yeah. Being the two people who are like, what, what just happened? My whole tribe didn't tell me anything. That's essentially being voted out, but having to stick around. Yeah. Except that, you know, I I feel like Zeke and Adam are are savvy enough and that other alliance is hardly an alliance. There's a (laughs) there's a three. There's a there's a solid two, a tentative three and no, there's a solid four. four or two and two. Jay and Michelle. Yes. Yeah, Jay and Michelle, I think, are pretty close. Yeah. But I think they also, they're the smart ones. I think they're yeah. the ones that look at Taylor and Figgy and say, like, okay, we... We have followers. We're with them, but th- they're a problem. They're with us. Yeah. Well, it's, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. They're with us, but they could become a liability, at which but point But they're we a can known problem. The devil you know versus the devil you don't. We can get rid of them at any time. Sure. We know what they're up to. Yeah, and the fact that they put a giant target on their back because mm-hmm. they are a couple, Michelle and Jay don't have that target. Right. Um, so I think I feel like the two of them, who are both schemers, yeah, I feel like they could probably go pretty far as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And so, but that's the thing is like you have 
you have a four person alliance, which can be pretty powerful. Sure. But if Zeke and Adam can manage to get Will and Hannah and Michaela, yeah, which is was, entirely pe- uh, possible. Yeah. Will was argumentative. I couldn't believe what he said. Like, that's so not a Stephen thing to do. You just say, yes, I will vote with you. And then you walk away and think about it. He was like, you have some good arguments, but I'm just really nervous about all this. Yeah. No, no, no. Eh, he's 18. That's right. But, but that's the thing he's is a high schooler. When you, if I'm Zeke and Adam, yeah, I think, oh my gosh, they all voted against us. What can we possibly do to get Michaela on our side? Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. Oh, maybe just point Which to Which is Figgy. great because I think it'll make it more interesting. I the really beginning hope so. is often boring because it is so set in stone. Yeah. I, I really don't want to see, like, I don't want the next two votes to be Adam and Zeke. You know, that would bum me oh out. Oh my gosh. That would make it so boring. Yeah. Yeah. Hannah's enjoyable. I like her. Um, but not on her own. Like if you elim- if you it's just yeah. all the pretty people and Hannah. Yeah, I like. The, I thought it was hilarious that she pointed that out. Her, I mean, look at them. They're just both so beautiful. Why yeah. wouldn't they make out? Yeah. Um. So yeah, next next week we didn't really. I guess we got a They're preview draw of, stones of a, yeah to go flip flop and yeah. observe in some capacity. Other than that, did we get anything? Not really, just that Adam and Zeke are on the hot seat, which sure. we knew already. Sure. Um, you know, I will say the idea of of drawing a, a rock or whatever to to go to the other side is something that, I mean, it's been done before. Quite a while ago, though. But it was done, I remember it was done on season 19. Eliza which was, went. What season was that? Uh, that if, was it her first season? I don't even remember. I don't know. But, it must have been. But I do remember that like on, you know, what is essentially Russell's season, Shambo yeah. went to the other, went to the other tribe and essentially became a part of their tribe. Yeah. But the, uh, but the, her tribe didn't know it. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the seasons where the tribes did not swap. And so I find myself wondering if they'll do, if this they, is a precursor. if they will keep the tribes, uh, as they are. It really just depends on how well they do in challenges. Maybe. Right? Maybe not. I guess right. Stephanie was the only one left in hers. Yeah. And and Russell's tribe, it, when it came time for a merge, it was four to eight. Yeah. You know, so true. I think it depends on not merely how, you know, who, uh, how many out. people go home, mm-hmm. but it's who goes home. Yeah. You know. I, it, an argument could be made that if if somebody like a Russell or a Shambo or the more interesting players that season, if they had been voted out, maybe let's just merge these tribes yeah. sooner rather than later, just so we, maybe we can get some heat that way. Yeah. But you don't want to. And and with heroes and villains, you didn't need to merge those tribes to make yeah. it make it interesting. So and maybe that's maybe that's uh, how it'll work this time. But again, it there are some people. Me not. My not being angry with anybody is not the same as everyone being amazing. There are some bland people. Oh, definitely. And if this there are people up that being, need to go, and none of them are Mari. That sucks. Yeah, it's a bummer. I would have liked to see more of her. So, um, who would you have preferred to go home tonight? In general, or just on that tribe? On that tribe. Well, obviously, Figgy. Okay. Um, just because I like. Why did they single her out and not Taylor? 
I guess they just specified that she has him in, in her pocket, not vice versa. And I think they recognize like, well, we still need to win challenges yeah, and he so probably true. can do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so if it were between Mari and Figgy, then obviously I, I vote Figgy just because I think Mari's more interesting and I think she probably has more interesting things to say. Um, and it's always fun to see in the same way that, you know, um, Spencer was a chess player. Mm-hmm. I know. And Mario was a video game player. It's like, okay, well, how do these skills, how will they play into this very different type of game? I think she showed her hand to her early. That's for Maybe. sure. Yeah. Um, and it is, it is weird that, that she's the one during, when, when Jeff is, talking about this little side conversation it's mari that essentially says it's fine that was crazy you know and of all the people yeah she was the one that's like she's probably just talking about puppies and kittens puppies and butts (laughs) butts yeah oh my gosh I, i don't think hannah probably took that as like insulting i would have i guess it's dismissive Super dismissive. All As if I, to say, like, she's not talking about anything real over there. She's just, if someone said it's just Hannah being Hannah when she was yeah. taking too long, right? Uh, at some point, at, at any rate, they said that. I don't, yeah. I haven't gotten enough of a feel of her. Of like, what, is, what does that even mean? What does Hannah being Hannah mean? Yeah. It's. We will find out. We will find out next week, maybe. Yeah. Soon, I assume. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think that's where we will leave it. A really good episode yep. of a season that's already shaping up. And I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Yep, yep. So uh, that is our show. You go. Thank you so much for joining us. For the rest of you, I got nothing for you. He- uh, grab your stuff. Head back to camp. Bye. Bye. This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet. 